And then he asks, he's speaking to another group. And this, this was at the individual level, alam ta'lam, and now in the plural. You know, Allah Azza wa Jal asked this really tough question. Am turiduna an tas'alu rasulakum? Or is it the case that you intend to question your messenger? The idea of nasikh and mansukh is that of questioning Allah. Why did Allah send this? Then He sent something else. What's going on here? It would be the idea of questioning Allah. But now in this ayah, Allah says, Am turiduna an tas'alu? Not Allah. An Allah. No, an rasulakum. Are you intending to question your messenger? And interestingly enough, he didn't even say, Antas'alu Rasulullah. Are you intending to question the Messenger of Allah? He didn't even say that. He said, Your Messenger. In other words, this was a gift. He was a gift sent to you. And you're going to question him? What are you doing? And here, an important distinction asking the Messenger versus questioning the Messenger. These are two different things. The deen actually, you know, it encourages people to ask, Fas'alu ahla dhikr. Ask the people who are the people of remembrance. You know, ask. Salbani Israel, ask Bani Israel how many ni'am they were given. The question of asking is not the problem. But when you question, there's a difference between asking a question and questioning a person. When you question a messenger, what are you doing? You're questioning the legitimacy of their claims. When you're asking, you're asking, I don't understand something, can you help me understand? I'd like to understand it so I can apply it better. I'm not questioning its legitimacy, I'm just trying to understand. That's okay. It's, you're encouraged to ask, especially as a student of knowledge, you know, as some of our students learn, as-su'al nisful ilm, right? Asking is half of knowledge, right? So that's encouraged. But on the other hand, the tone of your question, the intent of your question, the attitude of your question. If somebody comes and says, I want to understand how zakat works, you know, you know how do you calculate the two and a half percent? That's asking, that's fine. Somebody asks and says, Why is, what's, what's the point of two and a half? I don't get it. I don't even see the sense in that. And why can't I pay one and a half? You know? Can I pay you know, one this year and two and a half next year and make it up or whatever? Because I don't see the logical point. Now that's not asking, that's questioning. Allah Azza wa Jal here is talking to Bani Israel who kept on questioning. How come you want us to throw a piece of flesh on this, this corpse? What, why, do you, why do you want us to slaughter a cow? Questioning. You know one of the famous hadith of the Messenger one piece of it Allah loves three things for you, He despises three things for you One of those three things Asking too many questions Meaning questioning the legitimacy of things And you know when somebody asks too many questions This is easily relatable Until you get the answer you really had already in your head, in your heart So somebody, is this, is, you go to somebody and say Is this haram really? And he says yes the Imam says yes. Oh, okay, thanks. Then you go to somebody else. Is, same question. Is this haram really? He says yes to you. He says, okay, I gotta keep asking then. You keep going until you find someone who makes it halal for you. And they say, oh, you know what? I looked it up. It's halal. You know, I asked someone. You asked a lot of people, but you didn't stop until you got the answer you wanted. In other words, you know, there's one thing you already have the conclusion inside you. You're just trying to legitimize the filth that's already inside. And there's the, it's something completely different when you say whatever Allah and His Messenger say, whatever the ulama have come to understand that know a lot better than I do, I'm willing to trust that and move on. You know, that's one thing. But in the end, if you just, in the end, you just want to follow what you want to do. And until you get the answer that is in line with your own personal preference, then that's a disease. So, kama Musa min The way Musa was asked much before you, 
Are you going to do the same thing Musa was, you know, Musa was done to? And the other thing interesting is the words used in the Quran by Musa السلام, is Lima tu'dhunani. He didn't even say Lima tas'alunani. He didn't, when he turned to Bani Israel, he didn't say, Why do you ask me so many questions? He said, Why do you cause me pain? <laughs> His words are, Why do you cause me pain? This is a means of, you know, aggravating and causing pain. To Allah's messengers, alayhi wasallam. So learn from this example. And here again, the other thing we learn is the entire conversation was about Bani Israel, and all of a sudden Allah says, "You want to question your messenger?" Like Musa was questioned. And the other thing here, the final thing about this ayah that's really beautiful is Bani Israel is being told, "This is your messenger too." This is not the Rasul of the Arabs, and you have your own messenger. This is your messenger also. Don't think of him as some, as some other messenger because their basis for rejection was he's a Gentile. He's not from the chosen nation, from the sons of Ishaq. You know, he's from the sons of Ismail. So that we can't accept him. But no, he's your messenger. كَمَا سُئِلَ مُوسَى مِنْ قَبْلِ وَمَنْ يَتَبَدَّلِ الْكُفْرَ بِالْإِيمَانِ فَقَدْ ضَلَّ سَوَاءَ السَّبِيلِ And whoever replaces their faith, iman, with kufr, with disbelief. Several beautiful things in that, inside this statement. One questioning a messenger is equal to what? It's equal to kufr. Just questioning the legitimacy of something the messenger teaches is equal to kufr. Because the messenger is not speaking on his own behalf. He's speaking on Allah's behalf. Questioning Allah and questioning a messenger, the, the, the questioning legitim, legitimacy of either is one and the same thing. It's the same root problem. So it's kufr. And here the other thing it's being reinforced. In, in many faith traditions today, messengers are being undermined. Belief in God is the most important thing. Messengers, you know, we can all believe in different messengers, that's okay. But we're on, well, all one big family, happy family under God. Children of God, these, these kinds of phrases are being used, right? Undermining the legitimacy of messengers. Because kufr would not be kufr in a messenger. Kufr really means kufr in Allah Azza wa No, Allah says no. Whoever replaces their kufr with, you know, their iman with kufr by questioning a messenger, then he's gone way off the, the even path. He's really been misled off of the straight path. If he takes up this attitude. So we have to check our attitude in regards to how we speak about the Messenger of Allah wasallam. The final just point to think about for all of us, including myself, is that you know these ayat are speaking to Sahaba, they're speaking to members of Bani Israel in Medina, but they're also speaking to us today. Yes, the Messenger wasallam, is not among us today. We don't get to interact with him and speak with him. But what is among us today? What is among us today is the understanding of his sunnah. To us, the messenger is like a constitution, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He's encapsulated in books like the Bukhari and the Muslim and the books of Sirah, right? And books of Tafsir. He's encapsulated in these volumes of literature. That's how we get to know our messenger by this knowledge that has been passed down. So what somebody would do back in the day when they heard something coming from the messenger and they would ridicule it and you know, make a mockery of it, and, and you know, minim, you know, think of it as something minuscule, this would be considered tantamount to kufr back in the day. But today, if it's not him directly, it's his words. It's his hadith, it's his sunnah. And so there are two things here. There's one, there's the hijacking of the sunnah. It's important to mention this in a brief comment, something for you to think about. No, no, no sharh of the hadith, no analysis of the hadith, no knowledge of who was, who was the hadith speaking to, who was the listener? How did they understand it? How did they implement it? Nothing. Just read the translation from a copy you picked up on your own or Google the translation of a hadith and then shove it down somebody's throat and say, hey, this is the sunnah. Why don't you obey it then? Were you munafiq? 
You know, this is, this is also hijacking the sunnah, by the way. But when somebody presents, especially ulama of our deen, because, you know, the study of sunnah and the study of fiqh is not something like, you know, it's not something basic. You know, I, I don't have the capacity to study it. If I have a hadith question, I go to a alim and I say, please help me understand this hadith. Because I don't know the full story behind, you know, the entire sharh, how it's been understood, how it's been analyzed, what other factors are involved. But once a scholarly position has been presented, thoroughly presented, or you know that somebody, for example, I'll give you a basic, basic example to conclude. Somebody has something like a beard. And you think, you know, the beard looks funny or something. You know, and people make comments about that. People in your family may make comments about it. Right? Your, 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 you know, your friends, your cousins, or old friends back in the day who knew you back when you were a lot smoother, you know. <laughs> they look at you and say, what's going on? You know, is there a new, new trend? Or you join a, joining a biker gang? Or... You know, what's with the mountain goat? Look, I've heard all kinds of things, right? So they'll poke fun of the beard. Or they might poke fun of a hijab. Or they might poke fun of, you know, whatever. Somebody's doing miswak, they may, may poke fun of it. Now, whether you agree with that position in the sunnah or not, is that person doing it because they believe it to be from the sunnah? Yes. So poking fun of that is the same as what? Who are you actually poking fun of? Who are they, who are they mimicking? The person who's growing their beard, who are they trying to copy? Whether you agree with what they're doing or not, whether your understanding is different or not, they're doing it in love of Allah's Messenger At least we should have respect for that love. At least that much. Even if you're not, you're not the one who's following it. At least you know where it comes from. That opinion does exist. So respect it. Don't open your mouth about it. If you have nothing good to say about someone practicing the deen, at least don't make fun of it. Don't make fun of it. Because you don't know how it's going to be counted against us. It may not be taken as something trivial. I was just kidding. You know, they're, they're, I mean, they're, and I, I specifically decided to mention the beard because among brothers, you know, younger brothers, they kind of crack jokes among each other and things get out of hand very quickly. Especially with guys that can't grow a good beard, you know, they've got patchwork going on. So they get a lot of commentary, you know. So you have Sahaba even in, in Sahaba, some couldn't grow their beards. They had, like had one hair, you know. They're, they're, we have people in our history like that, recent scholars. They're, I was listening to an interesting lecture and you know, now he's being painted as this demon or whatever. I won't even mention a name. But somebody said, oh, he didn't have a beard. That's why he's not a good scholar. The guy couldn't grow a beard. He had like one hair. You could never see it. If you, tip, if you zoom in on the photo, you'll see a hair. And it was really long one hair too. <laughs> right? What do you mean you couldn't grow a beard? I mean, how dare you talk about somebody like that? So we have to have, I mean, none of these things would be there if we had ukhuwa and brotherhood and love towards each other and a fear of Allah. And a respect for the sunnah of Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa You know, the sahaba wouldn't laugh at, a, you know, at other sahaba for doing what they did. You know, and it, again, I'm not saying that differences in fiqh aren't possible, they are. But they should be respected. Because they all in the end trace back to the sunnah in one way or the other. And that's how Allah will judge us. So may Allah Azza wa Jal make us respectful towards each other and not make us of those who in any way, shape or form question the integrity of the Messenger or what the Messenger brought sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And may Allah protect all of our iman. Barakallahu li wa lakum fil Qur'an al-Hakim wa nafa'ani wa iyaakum bil ayati wa dhikr al-Hakim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.